Welcome to the Building Texas Business Podcast. Interviews with thought leaders and organizational visionaries from across industry. Join us as we talk about the latest trends, challenges, and growth opportunities to take your business to the next level. The Building Texas Business Podcast is brought to you by Boyer Miller, providing counsel beyond expectations. Find out how we can make a meaningful difference to your business at BoyerMiller.com. And by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Discover more at yourpodcast.team. Now here's your host, Chris Hanslick. In this episode, you'll meet Tram Wynn, founder of Living Good Candle Company. Tram talks about the importance of understanding your market before starting a company and how the power of a team can help you realize your goals. Tram, I want to welcome you on to Building Texas Business. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thank you for giving me opportunity, you know, to be in this podcast. It's a really great to be here today. So tell us, you started a company on your own, and it's a candle company. Tell us about Living Good Candle. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. Tell us about that. So I'm actually starting out my career as a chemical engineer, so I'm making many difficult products for lives from plastic to car material and now making composite for airplane. So I've been through making produce so many useful products and then suddenly when I am a person that really, you know, into candles, I burn a lot of candles throughout my whole life. And then I got really bad headache from it. And then I have to take a stop from burning any candle completely. And during that time, I take a step back doing more research about, you know, what's going on in the candle industry and found out a lot of misconception or misunderstanding about different type material go in the candles. And that's the reason why I decided to start a candle company that's only make candle with beeswax and only, and we make our own oil too. So we control everything into a product and we transparent about that to our customer because I want the customer when they burn the candle not only feel good but they know that they're not putting their health at risk in oh, that wow. so, so your passion for candles is what kind of led you to start the company yeah it's actually is so you mentioned that so what are the things that got you to I guess you sound like you control the product yeah. mix so that it's more natural than uh, having, I guess, bad chemicals in there. Yeah, it's 100% natural. Everything is made with BWAS. And we have the lab in Houston that make our custom oil. So I will come to the lab, I test all of the ingredients, or I smell them, go and brew all of the things going with it, and then approve them before we you know, put them in the candle. So we also send our candle to the lab to test them to make sure no soot, no emission, no allergens. Uh, and because I have really bad allergy too. So that's the reason why I want a product that, you know, put my mind at peace knowing that it's not bringing bad chemical to my house. That's impressive. So when did you start the company? I started uh, in last year. It took me a while to figure out the recipe, seeing B was a little bit difficult to handle. So I spent a lot of time testing it and worked with a lot of vendors. So now all of our B was up from North Carolina and we have built trust with our vendor. And then, you know, yeah, we've been around for like a year and a half now. Okay. And, yeah. 
So you, your candles are all beeswax. Yes. And so what did you do to get the company started? Is it self-funded? Yeah, it's actually <clears throat> self-funded. So I spent all of my money from my nine-to-five job, put them all into the business. I work day and night, like weekend, no day off. Um, and then, you know, put some of myself in on it. But my plan for next year, we're working on some funders. We're working with some bank, try to get the business funded so we can spend them. Because right now we focus on Amazon and Walmart. But my next year will be roll into the retail. So we will need a little bit more fun for that. Okay. So right now the products, <clears throat> excuse me, are on. You can find them at Walmart or on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. What has that been like dealing with those two to try to get into their system and, and, yeah. and the logistics of having to be a vendor for Amazon and Walmart? You know what's <laughs> funny? I actually used to work for Amazon before. I used to work for Amazon. I, I used to be their operation manager. So I manage their warehouse and logistics. So I understand how it works. That's why when I started the company, the first thing I do is I want my company as e-commerce because, you know, I don't want to ship out product by myself. And the process again to Amazon is a hustle. You have to do everything right from day one with Amazon. And we, and throughout the year, a year and a half, we get a lot of customers from all over the country. We do have some customers even from outside the country purchase our Kindle on Amazon. And our Amazon sell is from 87% of preventing customers. That's mean we build really big, you know, portfolio on our Amazon. And then from there, when we're getting the profit from Amazon, we come back and talk to Walmart. Walmart will be a little bit harder to get in because they will require you to be at a certain revenue. Okay. So we come back, talk to them, convince them, and now we in like Walmart. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of challenge dealing with, you know, those two big e-commerce website because you have to do everything right and make sure that, you know, you don't get your company suspended and stuff. Very good. So let's kind of go back to the this last year. You, or maybe even before you started business, you were doing a bunch of research, you said. Talk to us about, you know, if there's entrepreneurs out there maybe that have just started what you're doing or thinking about it. What are some of the lessons that you learned, you know, maybe some bumps in the road that you encountered yeah. and how you got past those in starting this company? I think... I make a lot of mistakes. I, I do things like that. I, the first thing I make mistake about is, you know, the lack of understanding of the market research. Like even I am really good at production, testing product, but you know, the lack of understanding of why people are looking for it first, challenging it for like three, four months. We wasn't able to really push the sale up to where I wanted to be when I get started. So, you know, if any entrepreneur want to start, a side business or a business, the first thing to do is understand the market, understand your customer. And then the second thing would be understand your, you know, the power of being in a team. I used to do everything by myself. I used to do candle pouring, production, packing, marketing, everything. And then at one point I got burned out. And that's the reason why I always say you cannot start a business by yourself. It's always needs help, you know, from your teammate. And that's when we start bringing more people because myself, my family, and even my boyfriend okay. got burned out. Everybody got burned out from helping me. And that's why I'm like, okay, this is time for me to hire more people. And then I take in time, interview people, and bring in some people to the team. So that's a great segue. So it does take a good team, right, yeah. at any company. So let's now talk about 
what were some of the things you did through, say, the interview process to make sure you were hiring the right people to join your team? That's a hard question. I actually, I make a lot of bad hire at first because of the rushing feeling. You know, you got burned out and then I'm like, oh my God, I need help, I need help. And then we just take whatever. But then it's actually create more problems down the line because I don't understand who I work with. And since I have my 9 to 5, I do looking for somebody that independent and can be at a warehouse by themselves. So the in the interview, I have conversation with them. I'm making sure that they're okay working with the warehouse setting, you know, where it can hit can be a little bit of problem. And it's you just have to look around for until you find a right one. So I when I'm making so many bad hires, I take a step back. I say I'm not hiring more people. I try to do it by myself. I'm taking my time looking for the right person. And then from there, you know, you just have to take your time talking to people, try to understand their goal. And one of my things is I love hiring students <laughs> because, you know, I used, I used to be a student and working part-time. So i hiring them at part-time. And right now we only have part-time worker. We didn't have anybody full-time yet. But, you know, I, I start with students because I, I like the curiosity of them. And, you know, they want to do the best. The young energy. I think so too. Yeah. Well, I think you, you mentioned something that I think is true. I think when you're hiring out of what I would call desperation, right? Yeah. You, you tend to overlook some things and, and that yeah. tends to to lead to maybe bad hiring decisions I see. as opposed to <laughs> your time yeah. and really digging in to get to know someone and make sure they fit you know, the fundamental priorities of your company. Yeah, it's important. It's very important. You only figure that out if you slow down. I think so too. Yeah, you need to slow down to go far. That's what I think. Yeah, you need to slow down, take one step at a time so you can go further. So let's talk a little bit about your process, I guess, and making your product, do you feel like what you're doing kind of in the candle manufacturing space is somewhat innovative? When I first started, it's actually really manual. I actually took it out like, you know, wasn't really innovative or efficient and I could love it to be. But, you know, of course that I have to do everything by hand so I can figure it out where I can twist stuff around. And the thing is, I really listen to my teammate. So... I talk to my candle maker almost every day. I will ask, you know, how was the process? Anything we can make them better? And then, you know, from there, I start looking more into automation stuff. And my goal for next year is, um, so right now we're working on the design, um, not a ma- similar to a machine, but it can help us to pull the candles. So it can help us to minimize the mistake. But, you know, when I first started, it, it wasn't really innovative. It's, re- it's really manual hand pull everything but you know one step at a time and I always say that's we looking at a process talk to our people and see what can we can improve well I think it, uh, at some level just the the fact that you're making such a clean yeah. is somewhat innovative as well though like different than what your competition is of course yeah but it's caused a lot of problem too because when they're so natural you cannot control a lot of them but then we always tell my customer you know there will be some the candle can cracking. So that's the biggest issue of B-Was. It cracked really bad. And we had to do everything to control our temperature, but it still happened. And I always tell my, I try to educate my customer that this is a clean product. We didn't put anything else. So there may be some imperfection, but you know, it put you at peace. What have been some of the challenges on that kind of marketing this new product? Yeah. Uh, yeah, What are some of those challenges and how are you trying to overcome them? 
That's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of maybe a lot of education for customer because you know you can't just go to Walmart and buy some candle that I can never compete with them. You know, but I always tell people, you know, breathing is so important. You breathe in your air every day, so make sure you bring something clean to your house. And it takes a lot of time for customer to get used to the product, understand some of the issues that might happen to be was, and accept it. And the thing we do is whenever a customer feel like you know the candle wasn't look at its e, when it reach out to me, I address the issue immediately and try to explain to them what's going on. And on social media, it's the same thing. We post about our behind the scenes, some of the challenging that we encounter when we're making Biwa's candle. And you know, because of all of those issues, it actually make it unique. So we really stand out because people look at our product and say it's so natural. I have a customer bought our candle on Amazon for a year and a half, came to a farmer market to see me in person. Really? Just because she told me she's so impressed with the product, she had to come all the way to the farmer market to see me. That had to make you feel good. <laughs> yeah. So you're dealing with two of the biggest companies in the world. What are some of the things that you do to try to foster and grow those relationships with the people you're dealing with at Amazon and Walmart? I think the first thing we do, we I always say like when you start out with them, you have to do it right from the beginning. We from even our account, you know, registration, we make sure everything is correct, no mistake or, you know, and we have actually have two people dedicated to just handling Amazon and Walmart. It's just because that this is a really bulky system from them, and you need to have certain understanding. And I feel like sometimes I'm in and out so much. That's why I'm dedicated to people. Don't do anything. Spend four hours a day taking care of Amazon and Walmart for me. And you make sure that you follow the rules. They have a lot of policy and rule. You make sure you understand it. You make sure that you know update about the news because it changes up around a lot. So the thing is, you keep your communication with them. When something pop up, something doesn't. You know, sound right to you. You reach out to them immediately, and they're actually very helpful when you calmly reach out to them. You know, and they will definitely get to you. Very so, good. Yeah, I, I love working with Amazon and Walmart. Well, I think you hit on something. I mean, the, the key is communicating, right? Yeah. Constantly and and yeah. timely. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about. You know, there's always learning and and setbacks. What's a setback that you've encountered, kind of along this journey, that you know? You maybe didn't think you could overcome, but you did, and it's made you stronger and better. Can, yeah. you, can you think of anything to share? Yeah, so we actually lost our Amazon account beginning of the year. Oh, we lost it for okay. <laughs> we lost it for three months. It's a disappointed feeling, you know. I just wake up, I just went to bed, wake up in the morning, my account gone completely. Amazon couldn't look at it, and there were so many people involved. I was thinking that, all right, you know, maybe Amazon is not right for me. I have to be out Amazon, grow outside of Amazon. I was so I was really negative, you know, at that mm -hmm. time because you're losing a really big part of three month beginning of year. Sure, that's really hard on me. And we still have candle in the warehouse needs to be sold. So you know, I need to think about what do I want to do with it. So what we do is reach out to so many people. I reach out to Amazon. Prove multiple way. I send them a letter. I reach out from Twitter. I do everything I can make sure I'm in contact with the right person. And then when I'm in contact with, we try to bring in an Amazon lawyer to just have some help from them, you know, to speed up the process. And I really fight for it to get my account back. 
it's a three month it's a long three months in my whole life yeah. every day you know we didn't get the answer we need they say we cannot be in amazon again and then suddenly you know they we just have to keep trying send them more emails send them more message try to be kind with them even we be frustrated but we need them help their help so we keep reaching out for three months and then finally they say all right we let we, they have to allow me to open a new account so they allow me to open a new account transfer everything but the thing is you have to restart we love all of our customer i thought that i would be out of Amazon completely because of frustration that I have with Amazon. But taking a look back now, we have so many great customers. Like we have so many customers that reach out to me personally and send another message because just how much they love the candles and you know the fact that the people go out their way to go to the farmer market to see us, making me feel like Amazon bring my product closer to more customer. And we actually have some wholesale order from customer on Amazon. Oh, wow. So we rolled really big on Amazon. That's right. So your persistence paid off, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I have to imagine that was a pretty trying time for you yeah. as this young entrepreneur to lose an account like that. Yeah. And the thing is, you cannot open a new account. The moment you open a new account, they shut it out completely. Yeah. So you have to do the right thing. What did? How did the rest of your team respond during this time? They actually working hard with me. So at that time, like, you know, my Amazon team working hard every day with me. Sometimes I have to be at work, so I wasn't be on the phone with them. So they helped me to take on a call with Amazon, follow up with them every day. And the thing is, I'm really grateful for the people that I work with. We have awesome team, I have to tell you that. We cheer every single wins. Like, let's say we have really great free Black Friday during this weekend, and it's went so great. So, you know, that's the thing. You just have to put trust in your team and then know that they will do the best for the business. And I just tell them like, hey, I don't care what you do as long as we, you know, can come back and run again. It should be good. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to the subject of talking, maybe you as a leader of this team. How do you try to show up as a leader for your team? I think the thing is I show that I care and understanding and listening. Because, you know, so we have one of my teammates recently have some of the things happen outside work, which, you know, affect the candle because he dropped so many candles on the floor because of, you know, his mind was so busy. But instead of me yelling or upsetting, what I try to do, I try to be calm and learn from it and ask, hey, what's what the issue? You know, do you have any problem that you want to share with me? So the thing for me is you be there for them when something happens. Talk to them, listen to them, text them. Like every day, even I am not at a warehouse, I'm still calling, you know, my people and ask, hey, are you doing good? Or I'm making sure they drink water and, you know, because text is hitting, no joke for me. So I'm making sure that I'm taking care of them in everything I can. Like if they need a day off, you know, I can cover for them. Or that's the reason why, you know, when I need help, when I need long hour, they will be there for me because I'm be there for them. And I listen to them and I go out of my way to help them, you know. That's that's right. So it sounds you know, somewhat like servant leadership, right? Yeah. Leader to make sure that they're taken care of. Where, How would you describe your leadership style? Where have you learned over the years in your other career maybe to uh, develop these leadership skills? 
That's a hard thing because I think that I still need improvement on my leadership. Well, it's, it's an evolving process, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But when I went to work, graduated, working, I've been through with so many, like, I worked with so many boss, worked so many, like, you know, manager. And what I figured out, and throughout the year I worked with them, I figured out what's the, what do I like from them and what I don't like from it. And now when I have my business, I try to do whatever I like you know, from the manager, like I have a boss that used to be there for me. He's so nice. He was helping me so much. He could, you know, send me a card for Christmas or Thanksgiving. And that's really, you know, something that beyond the, you know, our manager and work a relationship, right? He go out of his way to help me when I need. And that's what I want to do for my world, be well too. I want to be a type leader that if something happened at work, the people, can feel, you know, okay to tell me what's going on. Like there will be no upset or no being too aggressive. I want to be a good listener to them too. And I'm and I'm still working on that, you sure. know. Sure. So you're somewhat of an empathetic leader where they Yeah. And has have you seen that kind of take hold with your employees? Uh, yeah. the culture is forming. Yeah. Where everyone feels safe. To, to yeah. share if something's going on. Yeah, is a like we have a we have a worker I just dropped like twenty candles on the floor during the other day, and if if it's one me before I have my business, you know I will be really aggressive, really angry. But with me dealing with my so many people, I try to be calm and try to clean up, and I really don't mind to go, you know, to clean up their mess. That's what I normally say mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have to. So I really go out of my way to help people and that's actually make people want to work with me and stay longer and we see that too we see that the be even you know we small business we not big cooperation so sometimes it's hard for us to keep people but all of the people working with us until this point been two years and i can see that they still want to work with me so. yeah so you, you've talked uh, several times, at least referenced kind of plans you have for the next year. So yeah. what, what are kind of when you look to the next year or next three to five, what, what are the, the plans and strategies that you are putting in place and what you hope to accomplish? And where do you see this company in, in the near future? So so every year, like so right now I'm doing my six-month plan. So I'm working better when I plan everything out. And I would encourage all entrepreneurs you know, do nothing about it. Write them down the paper. Do the chart. Do everything you can. You have, I think, like you can only achieve your goal when your mind is all about it. So write them down everywhere. I could sit everywhere, and I could write down, you know, how much what revenue I want for every single platform. So, so my year for next go for next five year. You know, I want that we will become the candle brand that when customer want a clean candle, they will say living good candle cold. So we want we of course that we want to become you know the goal we everybody wants to become a multi-million company, right? But for me the goal is you know, when you want something clean you think about us and that's and that is something that I work hard every day. And we have to do you know, be what is so expensive. That's why so many brands cannot make in profit with them. And every day I have to continue improve to make sure that the product is profitable. And another thing is, you know, you just have to keep, you know, thinking about what you want to do in your, what is your end goal of everything, all the hard work. And one of our next year, I want to roll out a very new product on the market. 
We don't want to disclose yet. That's right. We don't want to tell your secrets. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we will be rolling them out on January. But I think it's okay. really, really so right big. around the corner. Yeah, so it's really a big hit for the market. Um, so everyone should be looking out. It'll be on Amazon and at Walmart. Yeah, we Amazon and Walmart and our website. And we will be at the farmer market too. So if you're in locally to Houston, you know, stop by saying hi to us. Um, which farmer's market? You've mentioned that a couple of times. So which farmer's market are you at? We are the market for Maker. Okay. Yeah. So they're in the highs. That's the only market I'm doing right now. But next year, I would love to do, you know, more farmer market. I love the feeling of going there, going out there, talking to a customer and have them smell our candle. Yeah. But back to the question, we have a lot of goal for next year. We want it to be more automation. We don't want people to manually apply every single label or every single jar. So we're working with a company, you know, to try to automate our process. We would love to hiring one or two person full time with us, and that is something I'm working on. And we would love to increase our capital too. And it's really, you know, when when you want to go big, capital can be a problem. So I try to get ready for that. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. What what are some of the things that you're doing to put in place to uh, access yeah. additional capital? That's a hard question. So right now we're still small and I, you know, and I mentioned I invest everything I make from nine to five into my side gig, like my candle business, all the money, all the saving. Another thing that I do, we, you know, we, sometimes we will ask help from friends and family. And that's the only way that pretty much I'm doing right now to keep the company running. But of course, it's still about us hustling. So we try to go to more family market. We try to do different things, expanding them on Amazon, like on TikTok. We now have TikTok shop and Instagram. So we try to, you know, expand them out to make a little bit money, but I'm very strict on how I spend it. So I'm budgeting everything. So right now I'm looking at how much money I need for 2024. And that's helped me like, you know, Try to see where can I get all those funds? Do I have to get it from the bank? Or, you know, like, it's a hard... I, I still try to figure out the capital part. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it's a very important part of, it, of a new business, right? To, yeah. I think what you mentioned a minute ago, to, to budget very consciously yeah. and thoughtfully so you manage your expenses well. And, and that's going to be important when you go out for capital, whether it's a bank or an investor want, wants to know you actually running a good business. Yeah, of course. I, I try to talk to some bank right now to hopefully get it funded. Hopefully that will be, you know, something I can achieve next year. That's one of my goals. Very good. Have you had any uh, mentors kind of along the way in your career that have kind of helped guide you or inspire you to do what you're doing now? I actually have a lot of mentors. I know so many people that I learned so much from them. And you know, some people that they probably don't know me, but I learned them from their podcast. I listen to some of your podcasts too, by the way. I try to know that whatever the people do that I really enjoy. Like I, you talk a lot about innovation and that is something that I really want us to be better at. I want us to be more, you know, about how we can improve things. So I guess one of my biggest mentors, I have a mentor that mentored me how to sell on Amazon. And he actually was the one that get me started. So I reached out to him, you know, talked to him about my desire, why I want to have this brand, why I want to start on Amazon. And he actually was helping me from day one. So he guided me throughout the way. And then I met some other mentor, you know, like we, I learned a lot from people. More of, me, more of the thing I learned is self-talk, you know, from YouTube. 
Well, you, I mean, I think what you find along the way is you can kind of learn from everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, some more than others, but there's yeah. learning. If you're, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's we learn from our customers too. We have customers that angry, but you know because it's on Amazon, so people can just buy our product and change them, their mind the next day. So we learn so much about our customer, and the thing my goal is to reduce our return rate to almost zero. And to be honest, we don't have a lot of return in the big market like that, but we still have some. Mm-hmm. And every time that I have a customer return, I accept it. I reach out to them. I want them to tell me what's happened or what can I make things better. And I do think that those feedback is something that, you know, make us better every day. That's good. I agree. So any one or two things you might tell an aspiring entrepreneur to to think about as they're about to step off and start a company like you did a couple of years ago? Any pointers? I did. So if I have, I would love to... Tell this to all entrepreneurs. I think having the business and actually running a business are two different things. It's a lot of hard work. You have to bring yourself out there. I used to be so shy, you know, but I had to go out there hustling, selling stuff at family market, bringing my product out there for people to judging us. But the thing is, when you want to do great in your entrepreneur, you have to make sure that, you know, you just keep pushing. Don't care about anybody else. Just think about yourself and business. And the second one is do not ever think that you can do everything by yourself. It's impossible. They have to be balanced between your life, your work life, and your family. And you want to make sure that, you know, when you're at your highest point in your career, you still feel happy because your family happy with you. So that's the two things that I would love people to think about when they started their entrepreneurship. Those are two great things to, to share. So thank you for that. And, and I know the listeners out there will thank you. So let's, let me ask you this. What was your first job? My first job, I used to work at Chick-fil-A before. Okay. So, you know, so I kind of learned a lot about value customer. We, my, in my mind, customer is my number one, my priority. Everything I do to make sure they're happy. So if you work there, you must have eaten the food a lot. <laughs> do you, are you like done with Chick-fil-A now or do you still go through? The- still like it. Okay. <laughs> they get me every time. Yeah. What's not the like about it? So <laughs> keeping with the theme of food. Do you prefer Tex-Mex or barbecue? Uh, barbecue. Barbecue. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Who doesn't like good barbecue in Texas? Yeah. So are there any things that you, any things you do to kind of keep yourself up, like reading or you mentioned podcasts, any business-related books or podcasts you like to listen to that you can share? I listen to a, I read to, I read a lot of books. So I actually attend to a book club. So we wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning pick any book that we read. So right now I'm reading a book called The Messy Truth from Ali Webb. So that's a really new book. Just the really, Messy Truth. Yeah, The Messy Truth. So that she talk about the behind the scene of entrepreneur. And you can, and every new entrepreneur will find them, themselves, themselves in there. She talk about a lot of, you know, dark side of the business, the busy, you know, the downturn, your doubt about your business yourself. So if anybody wants to start in Jumano, I think that's a good book to start with because it will help you to see, you know, that everybody out there having a small business dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with. It it takes hard work. It takes courage and and a little bit of willing to take a risk, right? Yeah. So that's great. I'm going to have to go check that book out. Yeah, they actually just released. Yeah, they actually just released like last week, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So just out. Okay. Yeah, they just out. 
Well, Tram, thank you so much for being on the show. Enjoy hearing your story. Best of luck as you continue to grow Living Good Camel Company. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity and, you know, really appreciate that you having me here. Let me share my story and hopefully it can inspire many small businesses out there. No doubt it will. (laughs) Thank you. And there we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at BoyerMiller.com forward slash podcast. And you can find out more about all the ways our firm can help you at BoyerMiller.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.